Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to the Scott and Jai Show on Radio X. Giddy up. Where we are all about lending an ear. Trying to move Tell on, Tell me mate. how you really feel. I love you, mate. I love you. No matter which way you go. Look. Sharing stories. But no, I have ended up in the emergency room after with a broken... And helping each other out. Called you, big father. Yeah, call- said we need to go look around the town. Called for reinforcement. Yeah. That's the way. My new boss will probably be listening and going, thanks, Jai. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m., Live on air. Catch the highlights 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. weeknights. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join the conversation. We are all about mates helping mates. So whether you're battling the black dog or just need a friendly chat, this is the place to be. The phone number is 074-994-3165. Or connect with us on social media at The Scott and Jai Show. We want to hear your story because, remember, it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. So come on, join us for some good yarns. Quick side note, I love the dirty mo. Oh, I love it too. What does mum say? There's no dry here, mate. Hang it out. Laughs. Oh, but it was. It's quiet at home. And maybe even a few tears. Let's tackle life together, one story at a time. Because together, we can make a difference. This is the Scott and Jai Show, where everyone's story matters. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Do you have to press play? Yeah. This week's podcast is now used name is now called Used and Abused. I like it. It's actually not my favorite website. It's oh. NXX. Uh, I, wow. wow. Oh, well, yeah, you know, I don't mates, know if I need to know that. Mates helping mates and all that. You on LinkedIn? You're on LinkedIn? LinkedIn? No, no, I'm not. no one's on LinkedIn. I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn. For those sausage <laughs> fingers, I don't know what he oh, would do. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go up, up against his assassin. Loving what you guys are doing with the podcast. That's what our podcast is all about. Mates helping mates and anyone can come share their story. Yeah, our ultimate goal from this podcast is to help people. You've got the black dog there download podcast listen to two blokes talking shit sharing stories people to come on and have a chat to us and tell us their story and how they got through everything and what what did they use to help themselves and hopefully people can jump on and they can utilize this platform to listen to and maybe take some tips off other people that are going gone through similar situations to them i just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. Welcome to Scott and Joe Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Alright, I'm just on this meeting now. Here's Good your... morning, everybody, and welcome to the Scott and Joe Show for the 18th of the 2nd, 2023. 24. Oh, get yourself together, big fella. How are you, mate? Yeah, no, I'm good. Um... Another busy week, doing nothing. Um, yeah, look, hopefully, fingers crossed, I um, hit back from this job and um, I can start working again. I just obviously got to be careful with my back and monitor that and 
all should be well. Um, but yeah, no, I'm feeling like 100%. Um, I just did the right thing and rested and still taking the anti-inflammatories just in case. Um, but yeah, no, feeling good. I'm doing um, stretches and stuff without it hurting now, so it's back to uh, the grind hopefully soon. It's good. Yeah. We have a special guest here this morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, mate. Oh, good morning, boys. How are you? We're good. We're For good. All the ladies out there that need his last name, just uh, message into the show and we'll yeah. give you the <laughs> So Chris joins us via Zoom this morning. He's going to be a part of the show. And then uh, later on later on uh, in the show, uh, we're going to go part two into Chris's story. So Chris joined us late last year. Um, he's a hussy. He's a funny... I'll just say it, eh? He's a funny f***er. Yeah. Um, are we live now? We are live, mate. We are live. We're It's been an interesting week for me, actually. Started the... Uh, the new job? Started the new job. Where do you work? Can't say. Oh, you can't say? Can't say. They won't let you do free advertisement? Not just yet. Stockland oh. Shopping Centre. Big white shop when you walk up the escalator, <laughs> see Kmart. Oh, yeah. there. There's a lot of shops in there. And, um... Anyway. Um, <laughs> so that's what I'm doing at the moment. Um, and then to round out the day, I woke working up this morning. Stocklands. Sorry? Just working up on the Just elevator working in Stocklands. Stocklands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. IT shop. There you go. Oh, there you go. No, congratulations. Thank you, mate. Thank you. You're welcome. So better than um, sitting here watching the insides of the wall, eh, mate? Oh, I'm starting to get used to it, eh? My uh, online uh, gaming school's going up. I reckon I'll make it to the professional league soon. I was waiting for you to say you're online. Because <laughs> oh. we were talking about Pornhub last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no that, haven't, that hasn't gone up. I, um, I've got a beautiful missus, so... I, um, Left, left the past in the past, mate. We should have had Chris on the show last week. Do you? What's your favourite category on Pornhub, big fella? Category? Yeah. Um, Carefully answer yeah, this. I don't know, mate. Just be careful answer it. Yeah. Uh, just bear with me for a minute. Um, He's just I'll looking just, at search history. I don't know what this is, huh? Um, category, mate. Uh, I don't know. I like them all. I just scroll, eh? I just stay on the same page. <laughs> You're like a bargain shopper, are you? <laughs> if it's out in the aisle, yeah, grab it. I just skip to the good bits, but you know, and you've got to make sure that they go for longer than five minutes because you know they're going to be worth watching. Yeah, that's true. And you've got to make sure like you've got enough time to stroke it out. So yeah, I understand that. Oh, no, hundred percent. You don't want to be bloody short changing yourself, do you? Nah. <laughs> I do hate it though. And you know, you get to the end of what is half decent one, and it just goes into like an interview. Yeah, have you ever seen that? Yeah, I have. I've experienced that a few times. I contacted well, the, the uh, page that? director and didn't get a response. So I, I don't care what they're going on about. I was here to see a show, not an interview. Well, that's what I said in my email. I said, mate, I was just about to spray the bathroom wall. I was like, <laughs> and then an interview came on, turned me off. <laughs> yeah. He, you're on a love strike and you lose it. Yeah. It's hard to get it back. It is. It is. It's yeah. It's not a phantom. Like, you've got to keep the rhythm going. It's like an Exactly. Ocean. Then all of a sudden, oof, we're done. Yeah. It's like, you're not asking yeah. for much. It's the one bit of freedom that males get, you know? Just it is, bit, mate. And to you be know, able some to stroke yourself. To have that freedom. I've met a few blokes who can't even, they're not allowed to. 
I know. considered emotional cheating, and I find that ridiculous. But it is because, whatever. like, I'll be honest here. Like, I'll most probably shoot myself in the foot when I get in the car later to go home if they're listening. Um, but like, I know how I like it, and it's hard to explain. Like, you know, that's why I got to file back my calluses in my hands. Otherwise, it's a bit too rough for old Pedro. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, I know what you're saying. Do you like how he's yeah, got a name Pedro, for his piece? Pedro. Yeah, mm. Pedro. Do you have a name for your piece, big fella? Uh, I just call it the sword. The sword. The sword. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Scotty calls it the M50. The big semi, <laughs> semi-automatic. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, move, now move. I'm retired, so... Yeah, and you know, like, hands down, we all love being in a relationship, you know, it spices things up a little bit, and I'm glad you're happy, mate, because, you know, last time we spoke, you were um, getting quite famous on a few few local pages. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, the only fans is going off. um, I've since retired from that, and yeah, it's been good, it's been, yeah, pull myself back into reality, you can't. See Charlie Sheen around the, t- the city. No, this well, is not true. If you're, not if you're a male. No, and you don't want to be that person in such a small town, too. You know, because Rocky is. No, such a no, small that's town. right. Look, it was honestly probably a bit, a bit of community service work if you want to ask and ask the right question, but people didn't see it as that. Well, that's it. Everybody needs oh. a bit of loving, and that's all you're doing. I understand that. What do you yeah, reckon, like, yeah, yeah. what do you reckon your number is? Oh, Jai, I'd hate to probably <laughs> estimate. I'd probably <laughs> estimate around two, three. hundred. <laughs> nah, <laughs> a thousand. I, I never really kept count on that. I just, there's life to the fullest, mate, you know. So you'd have a 2022, 2023, 2024 diary, just with names. Me, no. <laughs> well, I'd hate to no. I'd try and... As soon as something's done, I push that in out of my mind. It's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't need to take that into the next realm. Like Do a one-hit wonder sort of thing. Were they were they all tens? Would you say they were all tens? Oh, it depends on who is looking. I suppose you know, beauties in your eyes of the beholder. And some of them could have been a ten. Some of them could have been a whatever. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. No, that's only right. two two consensual people. Consenting in a spiritual thing. <laughs> Intermediate. A spiritual journey. That's right. Spiritual journey. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And uh, so we're, we're going into um, Chris's story later on. Yeah. Today we've got a brilliant news story that we've got to bring you from a 73-year-old man in Australia, <laughs> Melbourne. In Melbourne. We haven't had one from Aussie yet. We have. We had Humpty oh, Doo. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Not Chris bad. is probably wondering, where did we learn about Humpty Doo? Humpty you ever heard Doo, about jolting? <laughs> it's, it's jolking. Jolking, sorry. You heard of jolking, mate? Docking. 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 Not, just not docking. Jolking. Jolting. Yeah. Uh, jolking. Never heard of that, no. Yeah, good. Jolking. Good, it's great. Okay, well, we don't need to know about this. It was their new theory of how to expand their penis <laughs> to make it bigger. Um, but no, in Humpty Doo, they've got Super Viagra. You have to go back and listen to uh, what have been about three podcasts back. 
<coughs> I thought you would have been doing Viagra. a study. Yeah. I thought that'd be right up yeah, your alley, mate. I've taken some heavy duties like Viagra in a long time, you know, just for you know, educational purposes. And, uh, yeah, some of it can get up there being pretty strong. I hate to have the super stuff. Jesus. you have to go back and listen to a few podcasts and uh, hear about what happens in Humpty Doo. Did you ever struggle to get it down? Sure. Like, taking the strong stuff? Ah. Uh, so I got the, some stuff. Great story. I uh, got some stuff from India, uh, I don't know, a few years ago. And um, I think, like, your normal over-the-counter stuff of, like, Cialis and tablets like that, like 10 or 20 milligrams. And then you can get uh, bit of fill and stuff. And they'll get up to, like, 50 to 100 milligrams. This was a 200-milligram tablet. Oh. And quite honestly, I, th- I thought, like, I was going to explode. Like, there was so much, like... My eyes, all I could see was blue. Look at your arms, and we can see like blue veins. It's weird, and yeah, you get the worst headache, and it's a horrible feeling. I wouldn't recommend it, and you don't actually want to even achieve a hard on. You just want to pretty much crawl up in a ball and cry. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe that's what they've got to take over there. But seriously, I wouldn't recommend it. Just. <laughs> Just have to play a little disclaimer there, mate. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers <laughs> and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Why did the camera know, have to be tears. broken today? You should see Jai's face. He's, there's tears streaming down oh. his face. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. The happy tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super Viagra, that'd be wild. Wouldn't recommend it. I don't actually think you need it, to be honest. I think it's all to do with the person that you weave. If you've got that one person, it'll sort it out itself. You know, sometimes yeah, you might not, you may need it, but Jesus. Yeah, oh, I I believe that I too. It's... I reckon if you've got the right right spiritual partner, that um, you can excel in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, mate, like, I know blokes who take Viagra and they just go home and have a like, and all for it, but, you know. Oh, what a waste. waste. <laughs> Before I was in a loving relationship, I would have lined three up, <laughs> gone to town. <laughs> <laughs> it is good for training, though, I will say that. <laughs> it's what? You took it before going to the gym? Yeah, yeah. You don't get hard on. <laughs> but yeah, you probably if you ended up with a hard on, you'd be pretty if you staffed day walking around with half imagining tight pants, and then you like start having bad thoughts. And it's just a bulge that you can't get rid of. I've got up in the morning, gone straight to the gym, and the morning glories hit me late, and I like couldn't get it down. It was so uncomfortable. Oh, you just tuck up, mate. Tuck her up. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> All right, let's... Uh, they, let's they, they get it. That's funny. Let's get into uh, News of the Week. This is Scott and Jace, News yeah. of the Week. Got to find my volume button here, sorry. Are we ready, boys? Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Sorry, I was too busy reading the screen. A, seven, a man has lost part of his penis 
after shoving three one-centimetre <laughs> wide batteries, button batteries, into his urethra. Anyone want to know what the uh, urethra is? It's the eye cock, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, the Bruce Highway, if you're... Ah, oh. that's it. That's it. The unnamed 73-year-old man from Melbourne, Australia. Get it. Well, hang on. If we're going to do that, he deserves... (laughs) That's what he deserves. So he waited 24 hours before seeking medical attention. He confessed to medics he used the batteries for self-gratification purposes and had never... (laughs) And had never had any issues removing objects from his downstairs <clears throat> state uh, Bruce Highway in the past. Sharing eye-watering details of the incident in a medical journal, doctors were told how unsuccessful attempts to fish out the 1.3 centimetre wide batteries only to so- see them being pushed deeper down the uh, <laughs> down the highway. Oh. Button batteries release a, corro- a corrosive liquid if they become lodged in the body, which can burn through tissue and blood vessels within hours, causing several a severe internal damage and bleeding that can be fatal. Doctors examining the man... What a sick... I know. <laughs> uh, doctors examining the man found that the opening of his urethra was stained black. Oh! Oh! oh while surgery later oh. revealed... Um, corrosion had occurred. Corrosion of the of the main Barracks. highway. Yeah, mm. yeah, right. Uh, medics at the Western Corrode Health Foots. Hey, corroded cock. <laughs> <laughs> um, medics at the Western <laughs> Health uh, Footscray Hospital in Melbourne, who treated him, uh, said he arrived at the emergency unit in a lot of pain and felt he couldn't empty his bladder properly. Doctors tried to grab the three batteries using forceps. Oh. We know what forceps are, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. Mm. That would hurt. Uh, Sort of big hole. Yeah, with no success. So, uh, yeah, they took him into surgery. (whistles) Done. What, sliced him straight down the middle? There's no... But there's no graphic detail. He may as well have done the whole sex change. (laughs) But But he has a ripper. (laughs) (laughs) He, uh... Yeah, has uh, lost a piece of his penis. I hope he learned his lesson. What bit of his penis did he lose? Well, obviously he's lost the tip. Well, how is he meant to pee? Well, he was just... Yeah, tube. Oh, you silly little man! (laughs) So he's just now got a noodle. That's right. Imagine telling people how you ended up having a tube. Oh, I want to track him down again with the podcasts. Oh, well, that's uh, that's this week's news. How do reporters do that? Track people down, so I need to learn this skill. They're like dogs, like vicious dogs. Did they actually interview the man? Did they interview the man? Uh, no, it was just a yeah. news story. Can't reveal my sources, well, of course. The, well, how did the story get out? Like that's you know, what are these people hanging around the, the surgeries nowadays? I was in a medical journal. Oh God! Yeah, big journalist just. Moping around in the hospital trying to see what stories. <laughs> They're sick. <laughs> oh yeah, There's they no. are. No, I, I, I want to find this bloke. Maybe we'll have to. We'll have to try and look at down the future, hiring a private detective to do some searching for us when we need to track people down. We do, like a PI Dave. Yeah, yeah. I know a good dick. 
My dick is good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're listening to the Scott and Jai Show. Mates Helping Mates Podcast. <laughs> You're a married man now, it's, mate. Um, yeah. Who thinks of that? Like, you know, there are people that are into that sort of, you know, urethral sounding and, and what have you. But um, a battery is pretty extreme. Yeah. Like... Well, there was a bloke that, you know, them cake um, prods that you put in to see if the middle, middle of the cake scooped? Oh, yeah. That's called a skewer, yeah. A skewer, yeah. Um, he mm. put one of them, like, down the eye, eye of his penis. Yeah. While he was, like, having intercourse. While, While he, he was, was having intercourse. Yeah. And then he ended wow. up, like, um, piercing the bottom end of his penis. You know, you can go to the hospital and just have a catheter put up there, you know, like, that's the same yeah well some people just like doing home home projects (laughs) (laughs) DIY oh okay moving on alright moving right along do I dare get into this Scott and Jace situations I have a confession (laughs) hang on I'm getting quite good at doing this now it's great I've got a confession to make. We spoke last week uh, about our, our household and you know people going back, kids going back to school and everyone going back to work. And of course, when the kids go back to school and they pick up things from their friends, and so my poor son he had gastro, um, and now my poor wife. She got hit with gastro, and this morning we were sitting outside uh, doing a bit of show prep. Uh, actually, I think that by that time, Chris, we were texting you and trying to work stuff out. Mm. Anyway, sitting outside, and I pushed. Uh, oh no! Oh no! It was right. Yeah, I pushed, and um, I, I left. I left some. Uh, <laughs> I left some. Uh, Skitties on the road. <laughs> well, there's nothing worse than gastro, though. Yeah. No, no. You would have had it having kids, eh, Chris? A couple of weeks ago, we had this great, like, it was horrible, man. It was like a 24-hour bug, and it went around the whole house. So, you know, all the kids got it. I got it. Um, and it literally, like, the stomach cramps were the worst. I've ever felt um, and it was only a 24 hour thing but it was different like a couple of the kids I was feeling and some of them had the shit as well but like it was just it was so random and quick and then all of a sudden it was gone I think that was going around everywhere though yeah look um, there's this, like the bug going around I had like a chest infection the last couple of, oh, last four days and mm. uh just, oh, I've woken up choking on phlegm and not being able to get it up, and, oh. Sorry. <laughs> just... You're not being able to get it up? Yeah, just, uh... Nah, not my piece. Uh, just, uh, rewind that conversation. <laughs> you said 
and I quote, Where I haven't got a tape player to go back yet. You said you've been struggling with phlegm and struggling to get it up. No, trying to get get it up, like the phlegm. Sorry. Uh, yeah, there's no need to be immature your whole life. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, and then, um, obviously, yeah, your household's had gastro. Yeah. It's horrible, man. It's going around, and I think it's—I honestly—I think it's quite easily spread through school. You know, yeah. they kids—they touch something, another kid comes uh-huh. along, they'll touch that, then they'll yeah. touch the mouth or whatever. Then they'll come home, then they'll touch you, and bang, gastro. Yeah, I think once uh, I have kids, I reckon I'm going to start building barriers and fences, and um, he's got to let it in, let yeah. it all in, mate. Get I'll just feed them through the gate. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally no <coughs> getting away from it. At all. Try me. Because oh, you got to think about you it, right? you just got to get it up here. Get it up here. G'day. <laughs> You're listening to The Scott and Jay Show. Mates Helping Mates Podcast. Are you thumb in or thumb out? Uh, I'll probably go thumb in. Get it. What about you, Scotty? I'm not... Um... No, no, no. It's an open discussion. It's going around on TikTok at the moment. I played the fifth. Is it? That's an American thing. I don't know. We've seen how well America's going with. Well, there, yeah, that's true. We don't have that here. Thumb in or thumb out? Yeah. Oh, look, I, I can't. I can't talk about my paste anymore. <laughs> you know, my parents listen <laughs> to this podcast. It, it's not, no. It's, they've, heard, they've, heard, they've heard enough about my no, paste. No, well, it means. Oh, do you know what exactly what thumb in, thumb out means? No, I've got. No. Oh, you don't? No. So, the, the meaning, <laughs> like, when, like, the chick chucks the thumb up the ass. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, oh, okay, fifteen. That's not what you're doing. <laughs> I don't think we're so Jai's done. Jai's <sighs> cooked. So, I'll ask the question again now that we're all on the same page. Thumb in or thumb out? <laughs> out. Oh, Situation. Situation dependent. Yeah, I think it it's a situation. Wait, wait. Ask the question again, and I've got the confession music going now. Well, like, thumb in or thumb out. Like, I think it's um, a safe place. A big said thumb. (laughs) I hope it's not the size like ours. Oh, oh, it's situation dependent, I would say. Yeah, I think, like, it depends on the moment and the movement in the room. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, exactly. If the batteries came out, I'd definitely be thumb out. (laughs) Uh, No, but uh, no, it is... um, it's something that was going around on TikTok, and I was like, what, what is he asking? And then I actually looked it up, and I was like, oh, copy. But, yeah. um... Yeah, something like this, <laughs> Um... Anyway, on to the next segment. You're listening to The Scott and Jai Show. Mates Helping Mates Podcast. So, obviously, my new story this week is, um... You need to push a button here. Because it'd be uh, interesting to have everybody's opinion on this subject. Scott and Jay, what's on your mind this week? Obviously, does everybody know what NFL is? Yes. No. You don't know what NFL is? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, okay. Rugby? No, like, good on. American yeah, football. Well, same time. Yeah, same time. 
Same, same, but different. All right. So we're going to play the audio. And well, then... what started as a day of celebration has ended in a day of chaos and carnage and at least one death in Kansas City when gunmen opened fire at the end of today's Super Bowl parade. It sent many of the thousands who'd lined the streets scrambling in a desperate dash for their lives. <laughs> while others turned and heroically ran toward the gunfire. Fans wrestling with the gunmen, helping police apprehend them. Upwards of 22 people were taken to hospital with gunshot wounds, many in a critical condition. Those early seconds of terror split families, children separated from their parents as the city went into lockdown, marring what had been a day of family fun. So yeah, I was reading the article, so um, 21 people injured um, and 11, I think, uh, yeah. 21 people injured, one person dead, um, and a few children were hurt, um, obviously from like running and um, being pushed over and stuff. And now, what, what pisses me off about this situation, right, we at least hear it a couple of times a year, that it's either schools or big events, that these guys go into the stores, buy, you know, automatic rifles, and um, open fire. In a public place. Name the last time mm. that this this happened in Australia. Like, I'm all for having a gun to protect yourself. Um, but what I'm not for is that they should just be able to walk around willy-nilly and Port, buy a gun. Port Arthur, I believe, was the last time yeah. this happened. And that was... Mm. I think it was 1980-something. Mm, 1996. Mm. I was close. Yeah, so... Very close, though. Yeah, but, you know, every time it's brought up in America, they're always like, um, what is it? I have the right to bear arms. Yeah, and it's... To their constitution. Their constitution. Mm. I don't know. To me, I don't think it's... Obviously, so many people have died from it. Um, they've already got a massive issue in people being homeless in their country. Um, let alone they're running a country where people can run around with guns and go and shoot people. I don't know, it annoys me a little bit because, um, you know, we're, we're all about, you know, Americans big and great and... Um, it, it's sad because, you know, there was... Um, one of my favourite favorite artists had a concert, um, J Jason Elding. Um, there was a shoot-up at the concert he did. I think that was in New York. Um... There's, you know, multiple school shootings, you know, like, mm. a fit, something's got to be done about it, you know. Well, them like, schools now, they've got, um, like, prison-style entrances, like you go through the metal detectors and crap like that just to go to school, like... Yeah, but, like, it's not that hard. You know, there's people this day making um, plastic um, models of guns, that can get through metal really? detectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, they're out there. Oh, wow. Uh, well, you know, you like, you just little laser makers that design. 3D printers. 3D printers, they're the ones. Um, they can do like a proper gun print if you have the, yeah, where you can still shoot a bullet out of it. Really? Yeah. Wow. But, you know, it doesn't, just because, you know, I know a lot of American schools, I'm pretty sure nearly every school now has police officers Yep. that work at, at the school. But, yeah, I just think there's got to be more more done about the situation. Um, I think they should... I, 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 I think so. I think so. I don't think anything will happen. 
you look at I don't think they'll do anything. You no, look well, at how Biden's many times it happens. They crap on about it, and that's it. Just turn up to work every day. I want to say what I was going to say. <clears throat> My big thing is, I'm all for having. This is going to be very controversial here. I'm all for having, as I said to you the other night, right? I'm all for having a handgun to protect yourself. That you got a magazine or a cassette that holds six bullets, right? I'm all for that. Uh-huh. What I'm not all for is where you can walk down, as you said, we've, we've had in a conversation, I think it was off here, you know, we can go down to the milk bar, the dairy, the local shop, yep. and yep. you pick up a semi-automatic weapon. That's that's yeah. what I'm not okay with. That's a bit ridiculous. I think the last time they did it, uh, they did bring a law in and it was they had to fill out a paperwork to see whether they'll fit to have a weapon. Clearly it's not working. Bring in tougher laws. But they won't. That's the issue because it's my, my right to bear arms and yeah, all that Yeah, because people in America are back to front. Like, yeah. Sorry, I, yeah, I know plenty of American people um, and they're great people, but I'm sorry, if you can't see what's wrong with what's happening in your country, you need to wake up. And you look at that Port Arthur massacre. I don't know if any of us are old enough to remember that. I wasn't in this country at that time. Uh, yeah, I was, I was around, mate. I was around there somewhere. Somewhere. Um, you know, the first thing John Howard did was do a gun buyback. You know, the Christchurch massacre. Yeah. Jacinta Ardern, the next thing she did was do the gun buyback. You know, you can anonymously hand your guns and you get money back for them. I think it's mm. a great idea. Mm. But... Some people walking rock, around <coughs> car with a semi-automatic mm. mounted to his car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you can get that stuff in America. This week just gone past, so you can have a um, it's a pump-action rifle or something like that in Australia, and it's legal in all these other uh, states, apart from uh, New South Wales and that. Um, but you can go and buy it in Queensland or any of the other states, and mm. you can take it. You can't buy it in New South Wales, but you can take it into New South Wales. And that's, there's like a loophole they're trying to get um, fixed up. But yeah, you can you can get some crazy things now. But you've got to do so much just to have your gun license. It's a lot easier in Australia to have um, what they call a rural gun license. Mm. And you can join a club in, say, Brisbane, mm. and because you're here, you're classified as rural. So yeah. But you've got to go through steps. Like, you've got to do your safety course, you've got to do everything just to have a gun. And then if you're to store it at home, you've got to have a gun safe and you've got to put your bullets in a different lock safe than what your rifles are in. Yep. Mm. And what's wrong with that? Well, Nothing. I think these Americans, they just cruise around with them in the car. There's no safe. Yeah, they do. Or they just chuck it over their shoulder and walk down the main street and start popping them off. Like it's Willy yeah. Wonka's chocolate, chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> but what a what a terrible event though. But oh, it is, and it's so um, sad, like yeah. because it's like it happens all the time over there. And I'm with you, right? How many more times does it have to happen for somebody to stand up and go, "We've got a problem"? Select me as the American mm. Prime Minister. I'll change the law straight away and come back to Australia. President. 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 I'll fly over in the big comfy jet. You have to talk to Trumpy. Yeah. Oh, Trump, Trump wouldn't do anything. He was all about building a wall to stop the foreigners getting in. He's just like, they have now got the National Guard there. Yeah, yeah I know. And they like hunt them down. It's crazy. Like, America is so back to front in so many ways. Yeah. And they sit there and like say that like places like Mexico is like full of crime. 
Look at your government. That's full of crime. Hang on, we might have soldiers rocking up to our house soon because Biden's not happy with the podcast. The views and opinions expressed in this program <laughs> are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views but it's, and positions no, it's, of it's any sad for me and I think that anybody that... Um, I think every country should have the similar laws to Australia. I think I don't think they're too harsh, but you don't see that. But you need your license for that. Yeah, but you you can get your license. It's quite easy to pretend you're normal. Mm. There's nothing saying that an Aussie bloke that has all that that's gone through heartbreak and you know becomes a bit psychotic. Oh, well, like, I'm not going to be sexist here. An Aussie woman that you know because I know it's all about equal rights here in Australia. So like I just see like. You don't have people in Australia grabbing their guns and going to shoot people up at a parade. Do you think, say, if we had easy, our gun laws were easier, like, or I wouldn't say easier, but um, more relaxed, we'd see worse cases of DV incidents? Yes. Oh, for sure. Yes, we would. Mm. I, I believe, yes, if we had lighter gun laws in mm. Australia, yes, there'd be more crimes happening. But I also don't, like, yes, we have psychotic people here in Australia, but they're everywhere. But you just don't see them going around. Look, I'll be honest, it's not that hard to be able to get a a gun on the black market. No, there's nothing bad about that. It's not that hard. What's the difference? What's the difference between someone carrying a gun, say you've got all this crime going on, around in, in Australia and Queensland at the moment, carrying a gun and carrying a knife. You, you don't you don't see it. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. You don't see yeah. the same behaviour that you see in America. And that, look how happy they were to go to war. Oh, yeah. Quick to pull the... Tr- pardon me. <laughs> quick to pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, they were the other day. I'll, um... There we go. Whistle myself. But you're right. They're very quick to pull the... T- pull the trigger without thinking of what the consequences are at the end of it. You know what uh, I mean? Do you know as soon yeah. as Taylor Swift heard about it, she done around a hundred million. No, sorry, I correct myself, not a hundred mil, a hundred K to mm. the families that were affected by the gun gun shooting. It shouldn't the, have to come um, to that. The, the day of the football. Yeah, yeah. Look, no, like, well, yeah, once the parade. She was, after the football game, she had to fly back to Australia to um, do a concert here in Melbourne. I was Swifty. I don't one think of her she's big... doing the concert. Yeah, she is. How do you know all about sure? Taylor Swift? Don't you worry about me, man. I'm all up in the. Uh, I'm the. I've had a lot of time off. I've been doing a lot of soul searching. You're listening to the Scott and Jai Show, mates helping mates podcast. You know, the, the, I think America really needs to take a hard look, um, ex- especially their politicians and um, country leaders, and maybe have a look at what they're doing so wrong because it shouldn't take two or two three Aussie blokes to sit here on a podcast and tell them what they're doing wrong um but hey I'm, I'm I hope they are listening so do I we I have um I, I don't have American a high education um and I, I don't get me wrong I've never been to America I know a lot of people that have travelled to America and think it's an amazing country but and obviously my opinion is my opinion um but that in this day and age, that shit shouldn't be happening in, happening in a country, especially not a third world country. I think that's... First what, world. First... No, n- you'd expect this stuff to oh, happen, to happen in, in a third, third, world, third world, country. world country, not a first world country. Um, it probably does. We just don't hear about it. Yeah, but, like, pe- 
well, you'd hear about it in Australia because so many oh, people right. jump on their phones. You can't even go to the oh, toilet without cool. someone filming you having a poo next door. It's just, oh. it's just people live on their phones. I'm off the social media, so I'm... Yeah, well, okay, here's a great example. Look how popular you were on social media in a short period of time. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the charts. <laughs> yeah, You're up in the top 20s. <laughs> top 20s, that's um, another story. But, yeah, no, uh, we'll get to that later. Um, in three <laughs> minutes, actually. In three minutes. But, yeah, so that was my rant about it. Um, I, I don't know whether you blokes feel the same, but... You know, I, I oh, take I my hearts go out to the families and stuff. Um, with you, mate. That you know, I personally couldn't imagine how scary that would be. I'd most probably be one of the fellas running after the gunman, but that's just because I'm crazy. Um, but yeah, you notice how Australian uh, prime minister doesn't spend so much money on a big jet. We just he spent $3 million. He does. He loves to fly. That's why they call him uh, Airbus Elbow. Yeah. Have you seen it, the, the thing on TikTok going around? Someone did a mashup of his speeches about how he loves to fly <laughs> and just being up in the sky. Yeah, I sent it through to uh, my wife yeah. the other night. The old he, toilet talk. He didn't yeah. even send me that dog. Should have. Should have. Too late now. The damage is done. <laughs> Yeah, he loves to get around. Yeah, look, I, I I couldn't be in their position, and don't get me wrong, I think they've their positions are quite hard, and they obviously got to make decisions that you know can obviously affect them uh, for the rest of their lives, like going to Hawaii while the the country's burning down. But hey, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. And you know, I'll give him more credit. He decided to go to the places most affected as soon as he landed back here in Australia, and he copped it. Um, yeah, yeah, you know that. I'll admit, I put my hand up. That takes a lot of balls. Um, even after he had some advisors tell him that I don't think that's a good idea. But hey, being yeah, a big I man in the big yeah. chair, you can just say, oh, "Thank you for your advice, but I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to fly my big, big plane over there, and I'm going to pull up on a burning airport and go see these <laughs> poor people." See how bad this shit show is. I'll give their Centrelink a ten percent increase. <laughs> All right. All we could probably come out with is, you know, I go away for a holiday and I come back to join. Like, what are you doing? Now it's time to share your story. Real stories from real people. People to come on and have a chat to us and tell us their story and how they got through everything and what what did they use to help themselves and hopefully people can jump on and they can utilise this platform to listen to and maybe take some tips off other people that are going gone through similar situations to them. It's about mates helping mates. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. So I think where we left off last time we were probably going through some Pretty heavy court proceedings and whatnot. Went on for went on for a while, um, and then in April last year, uh, that's when it was all concluded and it went to trial. Rah, rah, rah. Um, didn't make it to uh, trial. trial. Basically, um, it was sort of like 
uh, I think it's the terms consent orders or whatever made up um, what happened for the, the children. Trial? Well, basically, they didn't want to go into trial, and and probably I didn't even want it to either. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, what I was seeking, I suppose you could say, which was sole parental custody or sole parental right, however you want to talk about it, um, of my kids. That's what I was going to court for, and that's what I ended up coming out with, and I, I got that. Um, there were other parts of that order as well in relation to, like, um, visitation and rah, 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 um, which was also sorted out. So, um, so basically, we went through the whole court process. Uh, it was probably the most stressful time I've ever had in my life, to be honest. It's, I suppose in anyone in that position, you sort of got to be very wary about what you're doing, and it, you mm. know, because people, it's it's basically anything that they can use or uh, try and have against you. Whether if you, you may not even be doing anything wrong, but it's the whole thing of, you know. You feel as though that you're walking on eggshells, yeah. and for no reason. But that's just the feeling that sometimes you get. Yeah. Um, whether whether it be something as minute as oh god, you know, the kids were ten minutes late to school or something. You know what I mean? Like it could just be something as silly as, and as juvenile as that. But that it doesn't picture. feel nice. Yeah. Um, and you work past that, and you know, life happens and and whatnot, and. Um, not having been in that position, you sort of, you don't really know what to expect and um, what the questions are going to be asked and all these sorts of things. But luckily, um, look, it was quite, uh, in the end, it was quite easy. Um, it was pretty much, I went into one room uh, with my solicitor and barrister and they were in another room with um, their solicitor and barrister and the, the two barristers and solicitors ran back and forth you know do you like this idea or do you not like this idea or what is this and rah rah um and until we came to an agreement sort of thing yeah um and you know like some of the order is really good some of the order is not so good but it is what it is it's kind of got to be fair and equal on both sides um kind of thing uh and it's not realistically even uh, it's not even realistically for me. It's in the it's in the interest, the best interest for the children. Um, and I suppose a lot of people get away from the fact of that. Like it's um, for argument's sake, say someone goes to the courts. I want to see my kids, and rah, uh, they'll go. Okay, yep, no worries. I will tell us how you want to do it, or what, what how you want to do this. But it all comes out in the end. It's actually not aimed at the children. It's aimed at them. There's a lot of that. um, But it's, I suppose, a part of the process is getting away from all that sort of thing and just back to what's good for the kids. So, um, in all in all, like, it costs $180,000 to do that, what I had to do. Um, it's a lot of money, but I do it every day of the week because they're my kids, you know That's what I mean? You do and for your it kids, was yeah. basically in their best interest to not be in that situation. And and look, you know, at the end of the day, they don't appoint um, parental rights just to one person for no reason. They do it for, if there's many reasons. And 
obviously that had to be established and the court saw that that was the best scenario for for my scenario and for the children's scenario. So, yeah. um, but fast track to now where, you know, February 2024 and, yeah, the kids are great. They're thriving. You know, the boys started prep this year. Uh, they're loving that. Girls are still, you know, going to private school and rah, rah. Um, so, in reality, like, not that much has changed in their life. Yeah. Because it was it was kept the same for that, you know, just to give them structure and things like that to try and, you know, don't use worry about anything that's going on. Use us, go to school, have fun, play with your friends, rah, rah, don't worry about a thing. And I'll just, I'll sort all this out. You don't have to worry about that, you know. It yeah. keeps it away from them. Um, which it can be hard sometimes because it's a lot like, you it know, with a court thing too. and things like that and not knowing. There's a lot of stuff that surrounds, like, you know, anxiety and depression and, mm. you know what I mean? Like, you just don't know. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it's for the children. It's the best interest for the children. Um, and whatever that will be, you know, the court decides that realistically. There's a lot of other people that get involved, mm. um, children's solicitors and things like that, and they go through it all and... Like, mate, they go through everything, background checks, everything, you know, Um, because it's a pretty heavy thing for them just to go, hey, this is where we're going to do this and the way we go. So, but, you know, for now, until the the kids are 18, basically, this this is, this is it. So, um, and it is, it is for the best and I'm, I'm great, grateful that that's what happened. So, um, I have a yeah, question, actually, just quickly. What's involved in the background check? So you've gone to trial for the kids and you've kind of mediated everything. What is actually involved mm-hmm. in the background check? Okay, so what will happen is is your solicitor will... So when they do a police check, it's not like... It's a bit different for a job uh, police check. So... Your solicitor or whoever the, you know, they might have a, a, uh, a clerk or someone in their office, whoever the cheapest, they'll go in to where the records and bits and pieces are kept of, you know, yourself uh, and whoever else is being a part of the, of the trial. And um, basically they can't take, I don't know if this is in every case, but in this case they, ca- they couldn't take paper copies of things like that or whatnot. So all they do is they have a little recorder and they read basically what's on the paper in front of them into the recorder and then they'll come back, type it up, and then your barrister or solicitor will go through with what it, through with you whatever they found and, and go from there. So, um, um, and they just, yeah, that's that's pretty much part of the background check. In that way, um, they can do subpoenas, things like that, of um, like your records, um, things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 not like a, a background check. Like, say, you or I could just walk into the police station and say, "Hey, I want a background check on this person." It's all got to be done above board. Yep. Um, there's yeah, there's a there's a bit of a process, but. Like, if it comes back and there is no record, say, for argument's sake, well, then there's no record. 
Mm. Um, if it comes back and they say, "Hey, we, we've seen this listed in your file. Do you want to? We need to. We need to talk about whatever this was." And rah, 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 and then they just go, you know, you go down that path. Um, and it also is the same thing. So they'll note down, say, say for argument's sake, oh, you know, we found this on their file. Um, it was, it could, this is just hypothetical. Uh, it was a possession of, I don't know, a rocket launcher or whatever it might be. And then they use that in the case as like a, a thing to say, hey, well, well, you're not allowed to have this. So why have you got this? You're caught, tried and found guilty with it. Um, and that's on your record. So basically, it just, it's all a thing. I think it's a bit of a, a thing that they use as a tactic to strengthen your case in yeah. the end. The defense. Or it may not strengthen it. Yep. Jeez. Mm. It sounds full on. Very full on. Mm. And you were working full time during this whole time, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, it was a hard thing trying to juggle that. Um, kids. Working. And as well as that, like having, I think it's good if you've got a an employer that understands. Mm. Some people, like some employers, they don't care. Whatever happens in your time, that's your time. Um, and you know, some places won't even allow you to take it as annual leave. You know, yes, yeah. it is. That's just their policies. But I've got a pretty good employer, a very good employer, in fact. And um, yeah, very good with the whole situation. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, like it's only a short term sort of thing, and that's it. Like, as long as they're on the same page and you're on the same page, you know, everyone the circle can keep going around. But it was hard to juggle because, in between all that, you're having to drop the kids at school, pick them up, rah rah rah, um, you know, work at the same time while this is going on. So, it does, but mentally, yeah, it was a huge challenge to try and. Um, have the ability to process everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but once it's done, like it's done, like you can just go, yeah, sweet, no dramas, follow what this thing says, and away you go. Mm. You know? So, um, yeah, look, it was hard, but it's it's not anymore. It really isn't. Yep, you're at the end of it now. So, um, if you don't mind me asking, what's uh, like what kind of arrangements av- did come out of, obviously, everything? Yeah, great question, Joy. So, basically, what came out of it, so the number one thing is, and that's what's listed on the this order, is that, so the father being myself, has sole parental um, right or custody or however that is. Uh, look, it means the same thing. Some people have debated that it doesn't. But at the end of the day, the children live with me. Um, That's the the basis of that. Um, So in there was things about, uh, so when the kids spend time with their, you know, with their mother and things like that. Um, uh, Look, basically they see them once every fourth weekend uh, for the weekend and then they've got them for half a school holidays alternating between years. So one year will be um, my Christmas and their year will be their Christmas, so on and so forth. So it's quite a fair and even thing. Yeah. Um, 
things like that. Uh, they're the two that would be, I suppose, you could say, the three, the, the heavy hitters in there. Um, you know, and there's things that she's also got to, um, as well, uh, you know, um, do in those things. It probably won't go too much into that, but... As far, um, you can go as deep as you like and as far as you like. Yeah, well, look, basically, she's got some conditions that she has to do in there. Yeah. Um, you know, just so that she can have unsupervised access to the children. Um, when she meets them, she meets them. That's up to her. Uh, there's no set time or date that she has to, but um, basically, uh, for it to be unsupervised, it has to be done. Um, so... Look, I think all in all, I think it's a pretty big thing for a court to say, okay, so the father, the children live with the father, you know. Um, the mother, they don't live with the mother anymore. They live with the father. The father, you know, does pretty much both roles. Uh, and that, that can at sometimes, sometimes be quite hard, you know, especially when you have girls, boys, and you know. You're Trying to be a mum and dad boy. at the same time, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, and there's things I've had to learn along the way, and you just, you know, you just, it's just life. You know, we weren't born knowing everything, knowing how to be a parent, and you have to learn that as you go along, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's all you can do. So, but, but basically, look, at the end of it all, the orders were uh, pretty good. There are some things in there that, look, you know, not everyone's going to like, but at the end of the day, it's in the best interest of the children. Yep. Um, so, you know, there was also things in there like obviously phone call times and rah, 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 you know, just the basic yeah, general sort of thing. General yeah, bullshit. yeah. Um, but look, honestly, this process, and it could be anyone's process, doesn't have to be mine, going through court, family law or any sort of thing I suppose it's a costly process very costly um, and it can become out of control if you're not if you're not sort of I don't know talking frequently with your barrister because they'll just go and uh, do whatever they're doing and then all of a sudden you've racked up five grand worth of them going on the internet you know it's You've got to really make sure you're keeping an eye on and how the time is being spent, what your money is being spent. Yep. Um, not saying that they can be rogue, but it can get out of hand very quickly. I did find that at one stage. It was like, holy shit. Like, you know, that was just some emails of like a couple of thousand dollars for you know, a few emails back and forth. Saving like, that paper. You know, it's, but you also get what you pay for as well. Um, yep. And that's one thing I can strongly recommend. Look, you know, if you're going to go in um, into any sort of legal thing, do yourself the best thing you can do and go and get the best uh, you can get because at the end of the day, it'll better your case in the end. If you go and get some hobo off the street, don't go in there thinking that you've got this when you probably never would have, you know. Yes, they are you know, solicitor and whatnot, but like you get what you pay for. It's the same thing as a haircut, you know. You get what you pay for. You pay ten bucks for a haircut. Um, you expect a ten dollar haircut, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. Did you get any um, legal aid at all? Um, no, so I actually didn't qualify for it because I earned too much. What are, so what's the threshold. minimum qualification for... Um, I'm pretty sure you don't, you're not allowed to have a job or you have to be a low income. Okay. Mm. Be interesting to know it's all It's all income-based. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they'll only represent you up to a certain amount. So I only read over this briefly because as soon as I saw that I didn't qualify, I didn't read into it too much. Yeah. But from what I could uh, gather, say it was like $20,000 or whatever, um, as soon as you needed something else, they couldn't represent you. You're cut off. Like you're sort of stuck and you can go back and forth in limbo for ages so, uh, and you know what? You, there's no reason you can't self-represent either, but you really need to know what you're doing. Well, you that's know. why I thought I'd if ask you... the, the legal aid question because a lot of people will be in this situation where they're fighting to get their kids back, um, and of course, the first place you turn is legal aid. Um, but it is, as you just as you just said, it's very restrictive and it's very rule-based mm. and you've got to qualify for certain things and you know n- not a lot of people know that they, that's kind of like the first place they go but what they don't realize is that there's a lot of roadblocks involved mm. oh 100 percent. so well this is a, a good example so for the three-day trial that was fifty-two thousand dollars for three days um and i thought that was absolutely absurd amount of money to even try and say hey this these three days for you to have myself and the solicitor here will cost you fifty two thousand dollars that lunch anyway so i and that that was just three days like and i said what happens if it goes over i said no it won't but if it doesn't go for the three days it's still fifty two thousand dollars it well, I guess it, yeah, yeah, it's like it's anything though. You know, you're paying for what you're getting, so you mm. know if they can. I did shop around. Yeah. Um, I did shop around. I found another uh, firm that were that would have taken it on, but the issue is, is that they're not um, up to date with what like, the situation. They've got no background. They've got no. They've actually got no idea coming into it of any of the situation they're only reading what you give them yeah you know so they've got no idea whereas you know you've been with the original ones for the entirety sometimes you just got to suck it up and go okay how much did you say you spent all up pardon how much did you say you spent all up all up it was 180,000 that's like a house that's a house deposit yeah. Yep. That's nuts. Yeah. But you split that across, you know, a couple of years, like it, yeah, it goes pretty quick. Yeah. So, you know, um, you have a pretty and good realistically. Sorry, Dry. I said you have a pretty good job, though, like you're not liking you have a trade, so it's not like you're going to lose your job. Oh, exactly, and, you know, I work for a pretty good company and we do um, quite a lot of work as well, like, different things. So, um, yeah, look, I wasn't really worried about too much uh, the job side of it. It was mainly, yeah, 
how you can afford this because some of these bigger places they don't go okay you can pay us say ten thousand here and ten thousand there they said no no this is what you pay us otherwise we don't do anything yeah so it's it's pretty strict which is silly because um, people wouldn't have that money sitting around oh it's huge money mate huge money like I don't know about yeah, you, but I've got 180 of, grand sitting around. No, no one really does. Mm. But you sort of just—it's hard. You just find it, you know. Uh, or you, people help you and and whatever. We go to the bank and or do whatever you have to do. Mm. But you, you eventually, like, you get it, and it works out. But getting to that point can also be quite stressful itself. So oh, yeah. probably the next biggest thing um, coming out of it all was the whole sort of, I suppose the child sport side of everything yeah I was going to ask um, that was, how yeah that next kind of question is um, because obviously oh. you have a full time custody well so basically yes you should receive it or anyone who's say the parent with the children more of it like the majority of the time yeah. uh, should receive some sort of thing um, this is where I believe it's the our system, um, and this is not just me speaking for myself. This is other men and other women, you know, yep. facing the same thing. Mm. Our system basically is based on so you can either tell them how much you earn, or they'll go off your last year's taxable income. So, if you, um, for argument's sake, last year, so you uh, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. You only earn, I don't know, fifty thousand or something like that for the whole year. Yeah, it's not very, it's not a great deal of money, but no. you would have to pay some child support off out, out of that. It wouldn't be very much, but if you earn say thirty thousand, that was what came back on your tax. Is that that's what you earned? Um, you don't have, you can't pay any child support because like you can't. How do you survive actually off thirty thousand dollars a year? That's like, right. You know, which this is where it gets into the whole thing of it's so frustrating because you know damn well that they're not, but that's the biggest crock of shit getting out. But they don't push it. They won't. They'll go, no, well, this is the, this is what we're going off for this year um, and rah, rah. So when the, the amount was higher, it was like, I don't know, like $16 a month for four kids is what, um, was ordered to pay by child support and never got that. I think I got paid once and it was taken from a Centrelink payment and that was it. Which, you know, you can ring them 52 times a week and it's the same answer. Like, you're not getting any further along and eventually you sort of just get tired with it, you know. They, you know... Um, You've been doing it by you, sort of, yourself long enough, like, well, I stressed yourself out yeah. even more. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, but that's, look, at the end of the day, this goes back at, around to the other party. Like, you know, it's just what they, obviously they don't feel that they need to do that or whoever or whatever it is, but it is bullshit. Yeah. You know, it is. The whole child support system needs an overhaul. Oh, 100%. Like, it seriously, seriously does. Every single time you call them, you could be on the phone for an hour before you even get through the waiting period, mm. you know, and by the time you get through that waiting period, you're so over it, you know. 
mm. um, and that's an hour out of your day you've had to, to do that. Then you've got to talk to someone. Then they'll go through crap, put you on hold, and you'll come back. It's it's a nightmare. Um, but the best thing about it is, say for argument's sake, this um, when this when these people go and do their tax, if obviously it's more than what the last year's estimate was, and it comes out of their tax, they just deduct the whole tax, and they'll send you their tax um, like payment mm. of what they what they should have gotten or, or a um, you know an amount from that, yeah. um, and then from there they've then got a new um, taxable income to go off, so. You know, it, 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 no one can sit there and say that you can live off $30,000 a year. Um, you can't. Like, it's it's damn near impossible. It's like four or $500 a week. Yeah, you know, the only way to live off that rent. kind of money is to move over to Thailand and um, double your money. Yeah, like, you know, you got rent, food, electricity, phone, whatever. You know, it all costs money. And it, it just it's it doesn't work. But they don't look at it like that. It's not. This is it. This is what we're going off, and this is how we're going to um, establish how much that they need to pay you, mm. uh, or that you need to pay them, or wh- whichever way that that goes. So, and I guess you know, it's I like, think it's shit. It's a roulette too. Once you're um, on the phone to child support, you've got to get the right person. If you haven't got the right person, you get the you get the ring around. So then, yeah, by the time you get, and look, yep. I'll be the first to admit it. I've got angry with child support before. I don't expect anyone to ring child support and go off their, their nana at them because they're just mm. trying to do their job, right? But you think about it. You're on hold mm. for an hour. You finally talk to someone. You're not getting the answer you want. You lose your shit. You hang the phone up or they cut you off. Then you've got to sit in the queue for another mm. hour and you've got to fingers crossed that you get the right person. Yeah, oh, 100%. You can either get... It's a 50-50 chance. You get someone who knows and goes into the case file and looks at it and goes, okay, yep, fair enough, rah, rah, or you get someone else and they just dis- dismiss it or mm. they're very objective to yourself or, you know, the whole situation. And I get it, like, their job is going to be pretty shit, but at the end of the day, it's the job that they're doing, so... And the other part I don't understand... Do the, the other part I don't understand is we're all set up for this MyGov stuff, right, where Medicare and the ATO and child support all link up. But you would think that the three of them would talk? Oh, 100%. And they don't. But they don't. But it's the government. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't, they don't the at all. Yeah, None of these systems yeah. that you have put your name through or if you're enrolled in talk, you know, eventually somewhere in there they might, but uh, not the way that we think that they do. Anybody listening, like, over the last couple of episodes, if you listen to my rants, <laughs> I've been trying to say the government thinks they design these helpful things for people to make it easier for them. And I'll be the first to say, some of them apps are so hard. I had to use one the other day for uh, what was it? for a job application. Um, mm. And just to get in there, because I don't use it on there every day, like, I actually struggle. Like, and... I got frustrated with it. I was like, it shouldn't be that hard. Like, um, But, yeah, we're, we're talking about the government here, fellas. Like, come on, let's be serious now. Mm. They, um, look, my opinion about... Oh, their platform is Yeah, exactly. Um, as uh, Call of Duty would say, they'd be um, 
would be the tier one operators and uh, they'd be up in tier six sitting up in the office just collecting a paycheck. They're not worried about mm. anybody, the blue collar people or white collar or whatever they call them these days, age it all mm. changes. A, B, C, D, F, G. What um, sort of shits me with the situation is you say, look, you know, they know how much you get. Say if you're the person that is getting or is meant to be getting paid child support, mm. they know how much you earn. You've told them, you've sent them all your things that you've been asked um, to, you know, to provide. Mm. But, and you go, okay, so this is how much I get paid a week. I get paid this much. Out of this, I've got to pay rent. I've got to do food. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Rah, 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 And at the end of the week, there's nothing left. I can't put any money away for, you know, emergencies or this or that. This is, you know, and that's the whole idea I thought was, okay, so, yep, they may not be, um, the other person may not have the children, but, like, they can at least do something which might, you know, uh, help towards that, you know, uh, an after-school event or something like that mm. towards the child. A lot of people um, believe that, oh, you know, it doesn't get spent on the kid or rah, rah. And you know what? Nine times out of ten, it, it probably goes for groceries or something like that. Who knows? I don't know. But um, it's a very um, hard thing to sort of discuss with someone else, like, say, an ex-partner or the other person who mm. is in the children's life because they don't look at it it's kind of almost a, um, an attack on well I want your money yeah. you know and it's in some yeah look it, yeah do 100% to help put um, food on the table or send the kids to school or do this or do that you know why does one person have to struggle when you can just cruise along in life and not have to worry about a thing like that's the whole unjust part of it yeah. and you try and explain that to child support they just don't give a shit no, they really no. just don't. They just go, "No, oh, this is what you know. You either get paid or you don't get paid." I guess when you talk to child support, there's that human element, but there's not that human element at the same time. Yeah. It, it's almost like exactly. they're they're reading off a script, which pisses everybody off. There's no there's no natural human flow to their conversation either. It's it's like troubleshooting. You know, when you call someone with a yep. problem with a computer, it's exactly what it's like when you call child support. And I, and I guess like. Um, there's a lot of people out there that do the right thing by their kids, um, like yourself, Chris, that, you know, on the weekends when you're meant to be resting, you go out and you do extra jobs just, you know, to make sure your kids have everything they want um, and give them the life they deserve. Mm. Um, and, I like, I'm not being sexist here, but I think that um, most males would agree I think dealing with child support is a lot harder being a male than what it is being the other way around very sympathetic towards I, women yeah um, I guarantee you it is a one way street and the that, court system um, is the same thing, um, I was having this yeah. discussion with my sister the other day um, court systems um, are very uh, sexist when it comes to situations with male and female yes they are getting better um but mm. they half of the time they just what the female says is what the female goes um and you know i, I think that's very wrong because a lot of males have been wrongly convicted um mm. for things they haven't done mm. so but i yeah i i i know you personally mate and um i know you do everything in your power 
to um, give your kids the life um, they have and everything they need. Um, and yeah, mm. uh, mate, if well, I could be a dad like you one day, that's um, yourself and Scotty. You know, that's what I'd do. Um, I'd love to be able to be just as as good as a father um, as you boys. Yeah, you just do your best, mate. That's all you can do, you know. And you know what? You may not have, um, you know, a three-course meal every single night for dinner, but whatever you're having for dinner, it'll fill you up, you know. It's, Saucy and bread. And that's just the way that it is. Saucy bread is a winner. I still remember, like, yep. like having dinner at home as a kid, and, um, like, we didn't have a lot of money, and um, having spam. Just like mm. I actually enjoyed yeah. it, so I can't really complain. Like when you know, get home and what's for dinner? Oh, spam toasties. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Spam and cheese toasties all day. You know, like. But I enjoyed it. But then, like, it was. yeah. But I look back now and I'm like, as an adult, you're like, oh yeah, okay, I can see it. Like that's it's not that expensive. It is now in the shops. Actually, last time I looked, it's like ten dollars a can of spam. Mm. It used to be, yeah, it used to be like $1.99. Yeah. Oh, no, 50 cents, sorry. It used to be 50 cents. Everything's going up, eh? Everything in the groceries is going up. You know, your grocery bill used to be a couple hundred bucks, and now it's, you know, another $150 on top. The other day, uh, for me and my partner. And I was like, that was, in saying that, like, we made it cheaper because we went to Doblo's and brought out all our fresh food and stuff. Um, mm. Salads and stuff from Doblos, which was about sixty dollars, and then we spent oh a hundred, I think it was one hundred and sixty or something at the uh, butchers. And Man, it was cheaper to go, go to the butchers than what it was Woolies. Specialist places that are say Doblos or you know your butchers or that mm. you're, you're going to get you get what you pay for. Like their stuff is second to none. Yeah. You go to Woolies and mate, their vegetables and crap they have on the shelf now is rubbish like it mm. does not last well we got like and um, it's charging premium for it yeah I think we got 10 bananas for like $4.99 mm. which is pretty good yep you're listening to the Scott and Jay show mates helping mates podcast like my situation it does get better you just have to be patient and mm. let the system do its thing. Um, you know, if you're in the wrong, well, you need to say straight up, hey, this is what's happening, you can address it, you can get it out and done. Mm. If you get to the 12th hour and it comes out, well, it's pretty hard to sort of talk about it with, say, people don't know about it being your, your legal representatives. But it does get better and it gets easier and then when it's done, you don't have this crap stress, anxiety, anything anymore. It's done. It takes a little bit for it to sink in, but it's done. Yeah. Mm. And then you can just move on and you can start again. I think also you've got to, in your situation, you've got to be willing to let go of what's happened to be able to move forward and past it. You have to. If you cannot let go and just go, oh, yeah, whatever, then you're stuck. You're going to be stuck and you'll never be able to... um, (laughs) have a better life because you'll just be in that same dugout of okay this is what happened to me and rah rah and woe is me who cares no one really cares you know what they've got shit going on everyone's got shit going on 
just be positive and you know if you can help someone along the way then cool but don't drag them down because you're already down you know mm. just help them as much as you can and yeah talk about your issues that's no issue but um it is not weak a to point speak. In time when you've got to move forward mm. Mm-hmm. As Scott said, yeah, it's not weak to speak, and I think that's what a lot of males struggle to do, is speak. Mm. Uh, you have to. You have yeah, to. I, I think it's important, you know, like, well, we've been mates for a few years now, and... Um, yeah, we were at uh, 2012. Yeah, and then you disappeared for two years, and then all of a sudden I get a message say, hey, mate. I live in Graceby. Come over for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and you know that's uh, that that's yeah. that's mates. You know, you know you may not talk all the time for a long period of time, but you know you're always there for your mates. Hmm. But yeah, you got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Have a goal, and just keep working towards it. You know, it may not happen in a day. It might take years to get to that, but you know, once you're there, awesome. You've done it. Yep. And then you just let all the shit go, and then you move forward, and you're done. Yeah. You know? No, 100%. Like, it, it, everyone's situation's different, but that's that's just how I did it. Um, you know, I spoke to many people about, you know, coping mechanisms mm. um, and how to basically, um, I suppose you could say, uh, just deal with one thing at a time not mm. having this entire weight on your shoulders about everything but prioritise what you needed to sort out. Don't just go and try and do it all in one go because it turns into a mess. Yeah. But if you do it strategically, um, you can almost have a list. Oh, yeah, done, done, done. Okay, look, we're up to a hard thing now. I've got all my attention focused on this because I don't have to worry about those things now because they're sorted. And you can really nail that and be very objective about how you're going to do it and come out better because you're much more prepared mentally mm. to be able to deal with that. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you do it half-assed, it'll come out shit, you know. You've got to do it right. Um, and people will help you, you know. Mm. They won't help you with everything. If they don't see you helping yourself, no one wants to help you. But if you can say, hey, man... I've done all of this and I don't know how to, to do this part or whatever it might be. You know, nine times out of ten, you've got a good friend. Yep, no dramas. Let's have a look. Come around, we'll talk about it and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. And, you know, that is really helpful. It's when you bombard people with this entire situation, like, holy shit, that's a lot. And I don't even know how you're dealing with that. I, I couldn't even imagine is what most people say to things like that. But you say, hey, I've gotten through all this. Just how, how would you go about that? You know, just things yeah. like that. I still remember when you first told me about the situation and it was a lot to take in and um, hear yeah. that you were going through that. Uh, but I, I didn't really mind, I think, um, because we're just mates, um, so it didn't really worry me too much. But it, it was a lot. Like, I remember sitting back and um, just thinking to myself when I got home after seeing you the first time and hearing what, what had been going on and... Um, I just I, like, I couldn't imagine going through that myself, and um, especially mm. having the kids involved. And um, I just yeah, it just shocked me a bit. And I still remember us talking when we um, drove all the way out west to grab some of your stuff. 
And um, mm. that was a long trip, especially on the way back when we were fully loaded. Um, mm. But, you know, like it, it's a lot for anybody um, to take on by themselves. And I think that's where it's important that if you do have people in your life that are willing to reach out and help you, um, you know, take advantage of it. Um, oh, in a good way, you know, though. Like, don't all, take yeah. advantage of them, but take advantage of having that them kind of people in your life because they're next to none to come by this day and age. And um, I don't think the the next generation really understands what true mateship is in in a lot of sense. It's changed now, though. It's not like it used to be. Yeah. Like you know, yeah, people of our era, we still live in that same sort of zone. Mm. Of what like what you do with your mates and shit like that. Yeah. Now they just it's different. People just TikTok or FaceTime each other or you know like that's what I see with kids nowadays. It's oh, we don't go to people's houses anymore. We just we'll FaceTime our friends and play a game while we're FaceTiming. It's yeah. like what the shit is this? Like you know. Yeah, and it's it's we, sad we, to we see. Never did that. No. No. Um, and I still like still to this day I say especially when it comes to relationships, I think um, even having kids, I think it's an important thing to make sure you make that time to have, like, even an hour on the weekend with one of your mates. Or go do something with your kids and have one of your mates, you know, there. And that way you can still do the, you know, the father father and parenting thing as well as have you know time with your mates um and if you have the right people they're going to understand your situation where you obviously can't find a babysitter or what the situation is um and just be happy with catching up with you Um, exactly exactly i think it's important um i was reading something the other day that uh nine out of ten couples stop um socializing with their friends in um this day and age purely because of the um a lot of it's the either abandonment or um the other halves being upset that they're going out with their friends and i I, Mm. i'm a big person with my partner i encouraged her that only the other night she said to me oh um my friend wants me to go help her um choose some things at the shops do you want to come with me and I was like, no, no, you're right. right. Last thing I want to do right now is go and walk around a shopping centre. You can go and spend some time mm. with your friend. <laughs> Six, o'clock, that. <laughs> Six o'clock at night, the last place I want to be is walking around a rocky shopping centre. Um, yeah. And, you yeah, know, I, I think it's important because then it gives them opportunities to talk about things that obviously she wouldn't talk about while I'm around. And, you know, I do mm. that with my mates as well. So, um, and I think... Um, people need to understand that you can't isolate yourself to just you and your partner or you and your kids because it's it's been proven that the long term um, effects from that so it puts pressure on that relationship you know mm. you, no, both, both parties need to have that time with either, you know, their mates or going out for a night and having a few beers, a game of pool, going to watch a live band or the girls having a girls' night, you know, whatnot. It's an important thing, and I'll be, I'm will be i the first person to say that. Um, and I think it's um, yeah. very important. It's a good thing. Yes. It's good for their, everyone's mental health as well, you know. Yeah. And That's I'm, what it's about. And I know you're a busy man, Um 
every time I talk to you doing something. <laughs> yeah, always calling you back, so. My mum actually said to me the other day to tell you that she's still waiting on um, the deal that you made with her about babysitting for you to do some um, work at home. <laughs> She said, when you talk to him, yeah. you make sure you remind him of our deal we made. Now it's out there for everyone else to listen to. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. But, you know, now I'm in the in the, uh, in the city. It's a bit hard to get out to Gracemere. Oh, don't even act like Gracemere is like a, a two-hour drive out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, no, nah, it's, it gets easier as the kids get older too, man. Well, oh, yeah. You know. As they get older, they're a bit more self-sufficient, you know, shit like that. Um, it's like at the moment in our household. Oh, crazy, eh? Yeah. gets yeah. it easier. You'll blink and they'll be, you know, 20. So mm. they'll sort of make the most of it. Yeah. They'll be 20, you'll be 60. Yeah, I'll be 60, mate. Still, you know. Charging along. plugging away. That's it. Charging away. I won't be able to retire, I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't think a lot of people could retire um, this day and age at 60. Nah. Nah, look, unless you're really well set up, I, I don't think you can. I think you're just going to go to the end now. That's the way it seems. Like it's, that's what the price of everything. Work to your drop. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's why most people this day and age are... Excuse me? Um, trying to design, up. like, a business... Um, or, you know, a side hobby that they can at least semi-retire and what? Oh. Side hustles mm. are the mm. big things now. Yeah, well, that's what I made that only thing. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to encourage the missus to start Feet Finder, <laughs> but she won't. I said to her, I was yeah, like, well. if someone messaged her and said, I want a video of someone sucking your toes, I was like, done, two grand, I would <laughs> straight on that big toe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Two grand is two grand. Oh, my God. I wouldn't... You don't want to hear what I'd do for 10 mil. All right, moving right (laughs) along now. Moving right along. And that was today's podcast. It's a two and a half hour long podcast. Did you know that, boys? Get it. Oh, uh, it's a big one. Big one. I might have to break it up into two parts, actually. That's that good. That a lot of time to get through, especially with that Zoom. Yeah, that's right. All the bleachers. You know what? When, um, not Chris, when Jai said you were coming on the podcast this week, I've been so excited. I've been waiting all week. It's been an absolute pleasure having you, mate. You can come on here anytime. Oh, the pleasure's mine. I had to like do a pre-interview with him because some of the subjects... You know. Nah, mate, you can come on here with your subjects and be as loose as possible. There's only, uh, you know, Ask if it's... Him about the kid who let her own cat bowls in a school. Oh, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll come to that. Day for another story. We can, um, yeah, mm. come to that for another day. Yeah. But no, nah, mate, yeah, whenever you're totally. free. Yeah. All and, right, uh, fellas. Well, thank you very much for your time. And... Oh, mate, thank you. Well, once we start making money, mm. mate, we might be able to give you some money. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, it. Well, and you know, we'll see how we go on next year. Yeah. That's it. Don't forget, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. 
or at mateshelpingmates.com forward slash the Scott and Jai show. We're live 10 a.m. every Sunday on Facebook and at mateshelpingmates.com forward slash radio. Anything you want to say before you go? Uh, thanks. Thanks, brother, for coming on. Um, it's always good catching up with you. Um, and it's an even bigger laugh. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. My eyes hurt. Oh, I've literally never cried so much. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. It's uh, you're welcome. Dear. Any any last words, Chris, before we go? No. No, no. It's time to get back into it. Get the kitties sorted. All right, guys. Mm. And we'll see you next Sunday. Have a great week. All right. Bye. See ya. Peace out. Thanks for downloading the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Listen to the boys live on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. on Radio X. How do you listen to Radio X? Go to radiox.com.au and click listen live. Turn up the volume with Radio X. Your ultimate rock destination. Tune in today at radiox.com.au. Radio X.